SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Hashtag SAFM Headspace. This episode of Civic Education is proudly brought to you by SABC Radio Education in partnership with Government Employees Pension Fund at this very, very proud SAFM on the headspace. SABC Education, enriching minds, enriching lives. Tonight, we're talking about child's pension. What exactly does that mean? Joining us now is Ephraim Kekan, branch manager, holding region at Government Employees Pension Fund. Once again, this is our first episode. And nice, madam. Last time I spoke to Mr. Kekan was last year. Compliments of the new year, Mr. Kekan. Uh, good evening and compliments of the new season, Nyai. Yes, and um, good evening to uh, the listeners of the um, SAFM. Let us jump right into it. We're talking about child's pension. What is that about? Um, child pensions, uh, it's, it's, it's a benefit. It's a benefit to the um, 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 eligible children of the members of the GEPF. Okay, and when you say when you say it's a it's a benefit, is it does it come standard with your monthly installments, or is it something that you have to pay extra for? Um, there's no additional uh, um, contribution required, so this it comes as an additional benefit to our members. When you say additional, you're saying it's an added benefit like all the other added benefits. You simply get a pension for the children or child. Basically, um, you see, um, members contribute 7.5% of their basic salary yeah. um, as a contribution to the pension fund. And they've been receiving specific benefits as a result of that. Now, we have introduced the child's pension with the same 7.5%, and we haven't increased any uh, contribution uh, by the members. So it, that's why I say it comes as an additional benefit. Okay, let's, let's backtrack a bit. When was this initiated? Um, the child pension was uh introduced with itself from one June uh twenty eighteen. And why 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 was it introduced? It seems very fairly new. Why was it introduced? Yeah. Uh, initially we had what we called offense pension. And um, or I would say the older version of the child pension was the offense pension. Okay. Now this had gaps and did not satisfy our members. For instance, um, for a child to qualify, we needed uh, the child to have both parents uh, deceased. Both parents had to be deceased Mm. for the child to qualify. That's one major uh, difference. But with the child pension, only one a parent who is our member. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, once um, the member 
uh, a, a parent guys, the child will qualify immediately. Okay. All right. So who exactly, which children are beneficiaries of this pension? Um, we talk of uh, biological children uh, of up to the age of 22, 22 years. Okay. They so must be biological children or adopted children. Okay. And how do we establish yes. the biology or the adoption to provide ID documents, perhaps? How do we establish that? Now, uh, we don't have to take people for the um, paternity or whatever yes. test. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we don't have to go that route. Uh, you just have to prove by way of that certificate. A birth and, certificate. And, or adoption papers. Yeah. Yeah. That should be enough. I Yeah. I remember... Um, uh, uh, the Minister of Home Affairs complaining about the situation, explained the situation of birth certificates that are very difficult to find. I don't know who uh, of us who still have our birth certificates. Uh, perhaps it's something that I need to, to be educated about. Are, the, are these birth certificates readily available for these people? Um, we haven't come across a situation where... Um eligible children had a difficulty to get a birth certificate. Birth certificate. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. So it has been going smooth in that way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe age is selling me out now. So uh, what what is the qualifying criteria? You simply said you have to be a biological child or an adopted child and must be under the age of 22, correct? Yes. Is that the only criteria? Um, yeah, for now, um, that's the major one. Um, yeah, uh, that's the age. I, I asked this, uh, Mr. Kagana, because we have people who have taken in children without adopt, adopting them. You find a child okay. that needs a, a, a family, you take the child and you raise them, and you raise that child mm. as your own. Does the child not qualify uh, for that benefit? I, I, I have made that question a few times, uh, but unfortunately, we have a set criteria. We are administrators. We implement the already uh, promulgated law. So uh, where the law does not make provision for a beneficiary to mm. take, Unfortunately, we cannot uh, override that. It does we, sound like... We are not legislating, but we are just implementing. I understand, I understand, and this is not your fault. We're just trying to get the information. But it does sound somewhat counterintuitive. What is the benefit? What is the purpose of the benefit? Because I would imagine that the purpose of the benefit is to safeguard the interests of the child in the absence of the parent, not notwithstanding the fact that some children have not been legally or officially adopted. That mm. very objective, mm. if that would be one of them, is abrogated by the very policy that says it doesn't matter if you've not been legally adopted, you're not qualifying. We seem, we're still leaving those children who are in need of care still in need of care while care is still available. Mm, certainly. You, you, you see, my, um, I, I do not want to be speaking on behalf of other departments, uh, but we are specific uh, to cater for 
uh, employees of the government and their dependents. Yeah. But I know for a fact that uh, the SA Social Security Agency would would sort of like have some kind of a provision for uh, uh, children falling under the same category but not belonging to members of the uh, GEPF. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, from orphan's pension to child's pension, what brought about the change? If it's the very same, basically the same thing, why change? What brought about this change? Yes, as I said initially, uh, when we started this conversation, there there were gaps. What are those gaps? Uh, uh, The main one uh, was that uh, children qualified only when they can prove uh, the death of the two parents. It was based on the fact that an orphan is an orphan because of the death of two parents. Now, the criteria, one of the criteria required was that both parents must be deceased. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in this case, we only need the member parent uh, to be deceased for the child to qualify. Uh, another uh, gap was that it was uh, the uh, the orphan's pension was payable up to the age of 18, and that was unconditionally. Okay. But from 18 to 22, um, the child had to be a full-time student at a recognized uh, learning institution. Now, with the child pension, for instance, uh, that. Uh, exception from 18 to 22 falls off. Now, everybody, every child qualifies uh, up to the age of 22, regardless of whether they are studying or not. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, all right. Sounds menial, but uh, perhaps I need to have read it myself. So, uh, these benefits, is it uh, only financial? Explain what these benefits are. What is this benefit? this child pension? Basically, it operates on on a way that, um, suppose um, a member dies. Yeah. As on the date of death, would calculate uh, the benefits as if the member had retired okay. and qualified for an annuity. Yeah. Would use the annuity as a basis to determine uh, the uh, percentage uh, of the benefit table to the eligible child. Yeah. For instance, if at the date of death the member parent would qualify for an annuity of 10,000 rand a month, uh, the child would get, uh, say, 25% thereof which would be basically a quarter of that, should be uh, 2,500 um, of the IUT that should have been payable to the main member. So they are getting this up until they turn 22? Up until they turn 22. Uh, up to the age of 18, we'll pay to the guardian or the caregiver. And uh, from the age of 18, we'll pay directly to the child. Ah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right. Regardless of what that child is going to do with that money, okay. So w- when we're talking about this annuity, this is uh, from the date of contribution. 
This is from the date of the member contributing towards their own government employee pension fund, correct? It's from it's from the date of death of the contributing member. That's when it's payable. No, no, I understand. I understand. I'm talking about um, when you're going to start calculating. You're calculating yes. from the date yes. the member started yes. contributing. To the date of death. Yes. Yeah, to the date of death. Yes. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. So, what happens if a member or a pensioner passes away prior to the date the new rules came into effect? Um, for all the members that passed on prior to the date, the offense pension rules will apply up until the uh, date of change, which is uh, June 2018. And then we'll... Uh, uh, sort of convert them to the child's pension, which is in any way a better benefit, uh, financially speaking as well. Yeah. So they spend more to benefit. Okay. Okay. And and when when we're talking about these uh, uh, dates, they are already known by your um, members. Oh, by the way, I nearly forgot. Um, uh, anyone who'd like to join the conversation, and that you can, please don't wait for me to tell you. You can join the conversation. Oh eight nine one one four two seven oh eight nine one one four two seven. I forgot. Ben is pointing out that I have not invited callers. Well, you're always welcome to join the conversation. Please never wait for me to say the lines are open. They're always open, whether I say it or not. We're in conversation with Ephraim Kagan. He's talking to us from the perspective of the. The government employees pension fund has given us some insights and tonight our conference our conversation is about the child's pension and it's a children's pension the child's pension has given us some explanation on that if you have your own questions about this feel free to ask them right now you can send a text on whatsapp you can send text on our short message service you could put a call through to the studio or you could send a voice note either way it's okay um you, you're most welcome to join in let's go to that voice note we have a voice note uh, are we gonna play that voice note ben go ahead I know, yeah. Yeah. can you please ask the gentleman what about if uh, the child's father is south african and the mother is maybe a foreigner how does one get the the child to be registered because and if the mother doesn't have a, a passport yeah please Oh, okay. Mr. Gagat. Did you hear the question? I did not get it. He's asking what happens if the father is South African and the mother yeah. is not a South African and the mother does not have a passport. I'm imagining by passport is referring to official documentation. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, mm. we, we don't need the mother's passport okay the, the child is a beneficiary on his or her own yeah so um we we actually uh assess the application uh against the child uh themselves so okay. so so uh, the whether the mother is foreigner or not it's immaterial to the application as long as the contributor is an employee. A, mem- a member, an hour member, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. 
All right. I'm hoping that's abundantly clear. If it is not, by the way, you didn't tell. Did you tell us his name? Even if it did, if it's not clear, please send a voice note, a call, put a, put a call through your studios. Go to Cape Town. We do have Janine. Good evening, Janine. Go to your studios. Go to Cape Town. Janine. Oh, what's happening with that line, Janine? Janine. I did. I did. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Hi. Hi, Janine. Good evening. I'm. Po- Hello. Hi, go ahead. I wanted to ask, is there any um, time limit for the member uh, to have been part of the fund um, for this uh, child to get the benefit? For instance, I know that you have to be um, a member for uh, like 10 years in order to get um, a pension. But now, um, if you pass away, uh, say um, after six years, um, uh, will your child still get this uh, pension benefit? Okay, Mr. Egana, did you hear the question? Yes. Okay. I, I, I got it. I will listen um, on the radio. I, that's all right, Janine. Thank you very much. You're in Cape Town, appreciate your call. Go ahead, Mr. Egan. Yeah, I think it's a very important question. Um, look, children will qualify for the um, child's pension, regardless of the duration. Uh, Indeed, I think the listener is confusing the actual pension and the calculation of the child's pension. In in actual fact, the the main member will only qualify for annuity after a period of 10 years as a member or as an employee of government. But for us to be able to calculate the child's pension, we will calculate that regardless of the duration, we will come to a specific figure which we will use uh, irrespective of whether the member was going to qualify or not. But we'll use this for the purpose of calculating child's pension. So... Uh, in all probability, the child will get the uh, child's pension. She, she, she even said, what if the member, or, or at least the employee, the government employee, has been employed for only six years? And yes. does that mean the child will not be or will be able to get a pension? The child, that is. The, the main member would not be able to. Yeah, but, but that child. does not stop us from calculating what would uh, the person have qualified for if they were supposed to qualify. And then we'd get to a figure which we will use, uh, fully aware that the member wasn't going to qualify. But for the purpose of child's pension, uh, the child would be qualified. So children qualify regardless of the time limits. For the, so yeah. I could yeah. con- start contributing today if I'm a government employee, start contributing today, I die tomorrow, my child qualifies. Is that we'll it? Will qualify. Will qualify. Wow. Okay. Uh, before I let you go, I was interested in the issue of uh, children living with disabilities. Um, yes. If it can be proven to the board uh, our board to say a child is uh, disabled either physically, mentally, and not able to provide for themselves, uh, such a child will 
qualify for child's pension for the duration of their lives. Ah, so age becomes a non-issue here, a non-factor here. And we talk of self-sustenance, if I can say that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And that's calculated in the very same rate. Pardon? The, the, that that lifetime benefit is calculated at the very same rate, the very same way you calculate yes, any certainly. other. And will qualify for an increase annually, yes. Okay, all right. And your yes. definition of a disability? Um, disability basically is the universal meaning of uh, in terms of uh, um, the 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 what, what's this act? Um, okay, it escaped me. But where a child is not able to provide for themselves based on mental or physical uh, 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 deformity. So, if you are able to provide for yourself in spite of your physical deformity, you don't qualify. Is that it? Certainly not. Yes. In spite of the fact that you you are still living with a disability. Excuse me, Nay. I think that's very important. You find those people that are disabled, but are still able to be gainfully employed. Yeah. And I'm not referring to such category. Ah. So the issue here is not necessarily living with a disability. The issue is that disability has disabled you from being gainfully employed. Must be directly linked, ah. yes. Must be directly linked to your ability to sustain yourself. So if I have uh, uh, no function in my legs, for example and I uh, use a, 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 a wheelchair or I'm on crutches, that does not qualify me for that annuity, does it now? In spite I of the fact that I'm, I'm glaringly disabled. Oh, then you should change the name for that. It's not for disability. It's, it's, it's for the... No, no, Mr. Gagana. Ah, okay, okay, I hear you. I hear you. Ah, okay, okay. I thought yes. any any and everyone who is disabled uh, qualifies, but now that disability must have a direct impact re- on you. Re- remember, our AA laws will provide for such those that are disabled but are able to contribute like in the economy by way of employment and so on. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not referring to this. So how it would be a mammoth task to demonstrate to you that uh, my disability has rendered me unable to be gainfully employed. I would probably need lawyers to come and convince you guys. It's, it's very arbitrary, isn't it? The, the, yes, not, not quite arbitrarily, but I would say the board, our board, has a discretion. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Yes, yes. The the discretionary powers exist, indeed. But but remember, we are a a public institution. Any decision that we take can be taken for review under administrative uh, 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 law. Precisely. That's why I said you would need an attorney, an army of lawyers to come and convince you guys. But actually, um, my 
disability has rendered me unable to be gainfully employed. But hey, I understand. Uh, Mr. Kegana, thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. We always are enlightened by your time here with us. Looking forward to the next one next week. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Ephraim Kegana is branch manager, Gauteng Region at the Government Employees Pension Fund.